We've been T on Griper, 718-339-6020. Sorry for the delay. And today, just quick. <clears throat> We're talking a little bit about Pasha Vayichi. But also a quick little note about safety, like we talk about driving safety. It's important. Are you a speed driver? Do you signal, signal when necessary? You begin to, to drive when it's on red. You buckle up, everyone. You watch out for children playing. It's a very, very serious thing. This takes one wrong turn, one backup, and one backup. Your children at home, another little thing about safety. Children home too, and even when they go outside, like turning in the driveway, walking behind cars. It's very crucial that you watch them. Even when you're in your stroller, in the stroller too, be very, very careful. Don't go too close to the curb. All simple things, and we think is never going to happen to me. So, Mr. Shem will never happen to us. So, last week, that is sheer from Meishalayim. And the question was asked, how come in this week's Pasha, Yaakov gave a hug and a kiss and then he gave the brachas? And last week's Pasha, or a little, well, a little while ago, with Yitzchak had to give the bracha, to Yaakov, there was food served. So why food in one place and here just a kiss and a hug in the bracha? The Rebbe said that there's a fight in the person of the goof and the shama. It sounds like a real holy thing and has it pertained to us. But the body is constantly, I want to say what I want to say. I want to eat what I want to eat. I want to do what I want to do. And... Anything against one's rut zone to hold you back in something against something you want to do or something against your way of thinking, it's also the goof, the body is affected and we feel hurt. So to be run by the body is a pretty normal thing today. We're letting the world create us instead of us creating the world. Example with the cell phone, you get calls, don't get calls, get calls, don't get calls. So the goof is going up and down like a roller coaster. Get a text, don't get a text. You text someone, they don't text back. <clears throat> There's a lot of emotions where the goof is really not settled. Walking around very, very unsettled. So in order for the neshama, which is connected with the seichel, Again, in this week's Pasha, we see a little bit Ruvain lost three main attributes. He lost Malchus, and he lost the idea of being the, he lost the Kahanis, Levi, and the Bakar. So all these three, Malchus is control. It's again, Neshama, control, control. That's Kahanim, that's Levi. That deals with loving a fellow Jew, Abbas Yisrael. And you always say the Bechor. Bechor. In the Chosen. Which means you connect to Hashem with Chosen and no one else. 
So it's a big way of, of thinking about life. We have a constant battle. We don't see it because we live by the goof. Do we live to eat, to eat, to live? You're 50-50, pretty good. So we want to look at a little bit how this body has a major effect. So by eating food, but Yisroch ate food, delicious food, it calmed down the body. It appeased the goof. He was satisfied. And when the goof is calm, as calm as it can be, having Menuch HaNefesh, so then when it's calm, so then the brachas come up 100% clear, 100% with feeling, 100% with thought. And the Shem is working full steam. You're saying, well, Yaakov... Jacob didn't eat food because giving a hug and kiss to his children was such a uplifting feeling. The goof, the body was being satisfied, just like food. Seeing his children running around, being happy or playing with them, uh, the happiness is uh, greater, well, is greater than food. So you see, the lesson we learn from the brachas here is that person needs to have the satisfied goof working. And if that's calm and satisfied, we can't succeed in so much of life, so much of life. And we see, for example, one way we satisfied, Ramilla was very big on health. Remember a man came over to Ramilla once and asked about Shalom Bias and tried to ask for help and I was there, so happens. The first thing the Rav said, do you get enough sleep? And all of us raised our hand, no. And do you eat correctly? Three times a day, the right foods, not overeating, not gnashing so much. Or it's nervous, I run, 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 eat, eat. And exercise, do you have a chance to walk? People know a little bit, a little bit of exercise, a little bit of walking, could be some other exercise, and makes the body feel good. Again, more relaxed, more steady, more stable. So the first thing concerning having this goof satisfied, which is very hard for all of us today because we don't sleep enough, but even if you don't sleep enough, if you know it's important enough, you might sneak in a 15-minute nap over here. What do I get it? I don't know, but... And it could be the little El Shabbos, little extra Friday night, little extra Shabbos afternoon. I go to sleep early, mostly Shabbos, or Sunday... Mornings wake up a little later. And with the ladies too. A certain time, certain way to get that little 10-15 minutes during the day if you have to. Because the physical well-being has a lot to do with your calmness. With your body being satisfied. And when your body is satisfied, it's comfortable. Without the serve the cells being burnt and the nerve endings and shaking. person can get very shaky. For example, I know a story a while ago. Young Buck, one of the best in a certain yeshiva. And every minute of the day was set. He ate quickly, didn't exercise, went to sleep late, woke up early. Oh, he had to say that every minute of his day. And Father's Rebbe saw he was having anxiety, drinking too much coffee. And this boy was the best. Eventually, Rebbe said, no night seder. You might have to miss here and there. Make sure you eat slowly and well. 
You got a whole program for the boy to get him back on track, and Baruch Hashem, he's fine now. So it's very important physically, as much as possible, plus I'm talking to myself, physically speaking, try to have the body stable, healthy. Do things that you can do to keep it healthy. That's why Shabbos is so important to have it relaxed, the body relaxed, but also, again, the eating, sleeping, and exercise. The physical satisfaction is necessary. As much as we can do, everybody. And then there's emotions. I thought there's many emotions that we go through before work, in the morning, before coming home. And this is another aspect a person has to be aware of. I know a teacher told me on a fast day, he almost never got upset at the at the bacharim, at the boys. Why? Because he knew not eating would add to him tension. And if he got upset, it might be because his body wasn't able to handle certain situations. So on a fast day, he told me he almost never got upset. No matter what happened, because he knew it'd probably be him. So you see that the emotions are crucial in almost any reaction. You want to create your world. Not let the world create you. So the question, how do we calm down these emotions before unexpected conflicts and situations? So again, if you know yourself a little bit, there are times that are a little more emotional. Could be in the morning, woman getting up with the children. So could be she needs to think of something that emotionally she can be a little calmer may wake up a little, little bit earlier than the children listen to music maybe say a little to Helen and a little time we would have a cup of coffee someone will knit maybe too early in the morning to knit could be the little bit to wake up a little earlier to do something to get those nerves calm some women at different times of the day cook. Some women are cook. Some women have different groups they meet. And these are, necess- these are necessary during the day for a person to have. So again, this is the emotional part of keeping the cells calm. Body calm as much as possible. We're going to go into the, into the struggle sooner than later. But... To have the emotions calm is also. Some people listen to music. Young people come home, some they listen to music. Any children come home, it could be same thing. Listen to music, or they a little bite to eat, they a little run around. They need their emotions also to be physically. They need help, and emotionally they need help. And a man too, when he gets up. Could be also, he needs a little time to think. No, a Bacha just told me recently, he walks the yeshiva, so he has that 10 minutes just to take a deep breath and think. What he has to do today, a little bit calmness of mind. And with that, oh, the, uh, the nice breakfast could be also something that not only physically, but emotionally. That's when a man comes home many times from work or learning. 
very important before you walk in to be totally as much as you can calm. How is that possible so fast? Again, it could be a man should have a little donut before he walks in. Calmness of mind. I know one man told me he would walk around the corner a number of times before he'd walk in. Some people wait by the door a few minutes, get some scissors and think, how am I going to deal? To make sure the emotional state is steady. I can listen to music, some people listen to tapes. It's a very important aspect. The emotions have to be calm. And if it takes another five, ten minutes before you walk in that house, take the five or ten minutes. And you expect certain things too when you walk in. That'll be the next thing. So all this is, again, satisfying the goof, the body, that will help deal with situations. And then you'll be able to have control then you'll be able to look at the good in other people you know a calmer your child jumps up and down we'll see the, again the next the makshav is involved but you're calmer when he jumps you might jump with him a little bit but if you're agitated already when you walk in and the sun grabs you by this lapel and then someone says ah but I need this and already you're fragile you're frazzled you're gone and then there's a third aspect of trying to let the goof be satisfied. There was a tape, Ramilla's first tape, number one, over 40 years ago probably. And the Rev mentioned that the person was coming into his house and he heard he won the million dollar lottery. He'd walk in, he wouldn't say hello to his wife, he would sing to his wife. Would say poetry to his wife. And if a woman knew the husband was walking with a million dollars too, she'd be singing pretty good too. So the rubber was teaching a little bit of happiness being in the mind, being in the state of appreciation. Because what is happiness? What is some sort of happiness? Is the Rebbe mentioned concerning the Baba Kama, a man, person being a seeker, always nervous, we always want to do more, always want to, so we're always a little bit agitated anyway. But happiness is a sense of accomplishment, making progress. It's a, it's a big thing. A person has to look at he or she can make progress. There's so many things to make progress about. Sometimes we just think it's just making the buck is the, is the progress. But sometimes we think that other people do is the progress. No, it's our accomplishments. What happens is a person looks to make progress in his daily ways. He can see like tremendous amount of mental nukes and nefesh. Because he's looking at life correctly. For example, a person wakes up in the morning. This is a mental also. Part of the goof is having the right mental thoughts, the right way to, to live. So this connects already to the Nishama, but the mind has to have foundation. That's what we need the Torah. We need the Torah to constantly tell us and give us the right attitude. 
So the person wakes up in the morning. Modani. If you realize you're a forever person. If you realize this, Hashem loves you and you have so much to do today. And you're tired and should I wake up in the morning? I'm going to make progress with my with Modani in the morning. And I'm happy to be alive. I go to the bathroom. When I say my bracha after the bathroom. And I try to begin my morning with progress. And the next day how to make it a little better progress. Then as I look around myself, look around, I see with my eyes the nice colors. Take a deep breath, have a little cup of coffee. Already, and I'm thinking, this is progress, everybody, to make your thoughts focused on the right things is progress. It's a tremendous success. So again, exercise and physical, it's work. It's something we don't sleep enough. Some of the emotions, uh, we try to calm ourselves down, but it's not so easy. Things are going on. The whole day, you're frazzled. frazzled. So you need also the mental foundations of good, healthy thinking. So I've said a person who's constantly reviewing the negatives, like a person chewing his cheeks. So you can ruin, you can ruin it. You can ruin, or, or grinding his teeth. Ruin your teeth. Someone with an epileptic fit. You have to put something in their mouth to stop them from biting their tongue. So a person can chew up the mind with the negative. And over and over, and if you don't stop, it can be a mental issue. So instead, we have to just olive base, not the deepest thoughts. But the millionaire is a person who appreciates what he has, what she has, and to go over. Then a man, he walks the shul. Appreciate the walk, to appreciate the safe street, street, to appreciate that he's a yid. And walking with a, a gusto. Again, it's work. We're tired, we're thinking. And sure, too, to have a chance to daven. Every day, we think at all to make progress in my davening, my praying, my opportunity of a lifetime. Think of it once, even the beginning of davening is progress. So the, the mental attitude, the progress in the mental attitude has to be there. So a person has to feel accomplished. And these are accomplishments. Then a person learns. Let the learning be a good learning, a little geschmacker learning, before after. Somewhere you learn something. Could be chumish, of course, could be dafyomi, could be gemara, musa, halacha. Something doesn't give you a little geschmack, a little good feeling. Progress. Day after day, day after day, you see progress. The woman, too, have a little, little schedule of her own. She can wake up and she can say a little Tehillim every day and a little day, a little bit every day. A little Muslim, a little Shoram. The woman can do a lot of different things, too. A certain tape by a certain person every day. And you can progress. Years go by and all of a sudden your mind is being chewed up with the right stuff. The right thoughts. And all of a sudden, it's clicking with your physical nose and fish. And you're emotionally always working. And emotionally, you're aware of your emotions. And your mental attitude. 
And the person goes to work also. The stress at work. I was never should work. So this is part of the plan. Part of the plan. And you have your moments, but you try to do better. Each day a little better at work, or even better mental attitude at work. At least I'm making some money, or I'm trying to get along with others. There's a public school teacher. Not only has to teach, sometimes but it's very hard. And that is to try to make a Kiddush Hashem. And in the hallway, with everybody make a Kiddush Hashem, there's so much you can do. And different jobs a person has. Same thing, an attitude. An attitude. Different attitudes a person has to have and can have. I've heard a nice couple of Shalom this this morning. For example. Story I heard uh, recently. Recently, there's a bunch of porcupines, and it's very cold weather. You probably heard it. And like a very, very hard winter, and all the animals around were falling apart, dying. So the porcupines decided, let's get together and hug each other. So all of a sudden, they got together, and it was warm. It was nice, but once in a while, everyone would someone would stick the other one. It's like, oh, nah, not enough of this already. I can't take that. It's warm and nice, and but nah. So they broke apart, and all of a sudden, some of them started dying again. So they said, let's get back together again, even with the little pricks, even with little difficulties. There's warmth. Same in a home every day you get up. There's warmth. There's something. Okay, we don't get along all the time. But there's warmth. You'll stay alive that way. There's pricks at work too. You go to work, but you got a job. But it's hard. I got a job. So the idea there is too, there, there's something, a feeling of progress at work. That goof is satisfied that way. So you take the pricks, you take the little points. So it's an it, it's interesting way of thinking. What we have is a big thing. I have another little, I guess, quote. Life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. So someone helped to explain it to me. said, when you say life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass, it's like, it'll be better later. Working here is working, and the homes are going crazy in the home. Later will be better. So a person's always living Always living in a... Even school is hard for young people with tests and everything else. Later's going to be better. Weekend, the summer. But to live for just the summer and live for that vacation, missing a lot of life. When said it says, it's about learning to dance in the rain. There'll be time as the rain comes down, but you can enjoy the rain too. And something's a little irritable. So you dance a little bit. Deal with it. And look at all the things you have that's pretty good too. So these are, little, these are short little stories and quotes. But something to think about. A mental attitude is crucial. It's crucial. And it has... We go to work. Eventually come home. The same thing. The mental attitude when you walk in the house. And all this, by the way, we need Torah, 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 Torah. 
because the world says speak your mind the world says if you say something against me you're you're abusing me and the the world has a whole different way of, of, of looking at things that it's unfortunately you see what's going on so for us to create a mental attitude being thankful we've mentioned many times similar things you can go we'll go over the parts of your body from your toes to your feet to your calves to your knees to your thighs move your shoulders now as your fingers your neck and your brain's working your eyes are seeing ears nose heart how can i repay you hashem to go over these things have some time during the day the mental attitude the mental attitude of what you have, the millionaire who you are. There's a million dollar check on the table when you walk in that house. There's a different person. You'd clean up for the next 10 hours. When the husband comes home, the family is together. It's a million dollars. He's a little grouchy. Okay, we'll try to calm down the grouch. Or she's a little upset. I'm going to help calm down the upset person. But that's if your mental attitude is correct. And we need a Torah, Torah, Torah to help us with that mental attitude. There's lessons, lessons, every Pasha. And Tanakh, and in the Gemara, and the Mishnayas, and Halacha, and Musa. Just every daily experience that when one is thinking about Hashem. For example, the other night, a person told me, he had to pick up his daughter at one of these functions. You know, the girls were putting on a play. So he's learning with Chavrusa. Oh, 10 o'clock usually ends. He goes here with his Chavrusa. So when the man has children, and Chavrusa was a little younger, not married yet. They're waiting. And then it starts pouring. And now this Chavrusa is not going to leave his the man there waiting for his child and how they going to get home so it ended up ended up ending, ending at 11:30 so what happened is the younger guy said let's go out for pizza older man younger man for pizza and it looked like uh, the younger man could have said oh yeah yeah look what happened go here do a favor and uh oh so at the pizza place the younger man saw a mother of one of his friends from long ago and mother was complaining was saying how the this her son's having major difficulties and going to go away to college somewhere and my friend said maybe I'll give a call had a relationship with him and I can talk with him so the next day he told me he even told his mother what happened he said you see all this look like a big brother big brother big brother but doing a mitzvah and I have the opportunity maybe to help this other lady and, and her son so we don't know, just like in the Pasha too, everything that happened with Yosef, Yosef, Yosef looked bad, 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 everything was really good, good, good. In our lives too, we don't know. We don't know. So the mental attitude of making sure you look at what you have. Look at what you have. And, and even from the foods, look what you have. Nice home, look what you have. Dave Street, Yeshiva, friends. 
So it's important to create a strong, healthy mental attitude. Strong mental attitude. So now we see a little bit how when there's a, a fight within us, our goof, our body, person the Shama, Seichel, and doing the right thing is constant. We mentioned again if you missed the beginning that Yaakovinu had he calmed down his body, he was able to give hugs to his children. And that calmed him down to give a brach. Yisrak with food. Of course they were great. They didn't need this stuff. But this is what happened. So us too, we too have to make sure our goof, our body is calm. So we again to reiterate a body has to have physical fitness. It's very important to make sure you try to sleep right, eat right, exercise. It's no joke. Sometimes you can't get enough sleep until Friday night or Shabbos day or Sunday, whatever it is. Get a little nap during the day if you can. Anything, try, try. But if you're trying, Hashem will send you koach. Women who have babies are up all night. If for some reason, Hashem gives them extra strength. And men too help out also in the middle of the night. You'll get extra strength, but you have to want. The want to want. Want to you know sleep well. And want to eat. Eat decently. Not just the first thing that comes. You walk into the house, the first thing is, you go right through the fridge. It's like automatic in America. Right through the fridge. So, talking to myself too. So instead, we go to the fridge, but maybe let's think I have supper. Make sure it'll be a nice, healthy meal. Eating right also calms down the body. Then a little exercise, like we said. That's physical. And emotions, we mentioned emotions. You have to know yourself. You have to know yourself. When you walk in the house, have a little bite to eat. The emotion, make sure that it's, the emotions are settled. You might have to listen to some music. You might have to knit. Some women knit, and it calms them down tremendously. Some sew. Some do many, many other things. Some women get together once a week, a little sheer. Think about emotionally how. And the third thing we mentioned, mental, mental, mental. <clears throat> Which means Torah, Torah, Torah. We can't chew ourselves up with the wrong thoughts. We have to have the right thoughts. Torah thoughts. And we did mention from the Pasha, we learned the three main Torah thoughts from so when Ruvain lost his Bukhar, he also lost Malchus. Malchus needs control. person needs control. In the Shema, we have to learn control. And we have to have the Levi aspect, which is that's loving a fellow Jew, loving, and their Bechar, knowing you're special, 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 and Yosef got that. So now, to utilize the goofing a little calm, everybody, we want to now enter the home. <coughs> now, when a person enters his home, a couple few ideas it's all the following you have to you have to create your person you have to create yourself you really do and physically mentally and emotionally you have to create yourself there's no question about it if not to deal with the world it's, your body's always going to be fragile frazzled so we walk in before you even enter and in the morning you're dealing with situations a person should start out with new and nefesh to say to oneself 
again, down the block walking or your husband's coming home and again, we have this good mental attitude also like we just said. So become, say, I'm going to be calm. I'm going to be numb. I was going to say what power when he, the whole Egypt was being bombed all over the place with Marcus. What happened? He was calm. He was numb. And I kind of say he was numb. We could be numb. Before you walk in the house, you say, I'm going to be numb. Not in a negative way. No, I'm not going to respond. I'm not going to respond. I'm going to be calm and collect. I also have a plan when you walk in. First thing I'm going to say to my wife, see what she needs. And then Chaimel and Sarala and each one, think about what they need. Have a whole plan. How to help your wife. And the woman too, when your husband comes home, it could be he had a little spread on the table from for 15 minutes, a little watermelon or something to eat before he walks in. Then all of a sudden, that technique, plan, what to do to calm him down and make him feel comfortable, you can turn the whole thing around. The whole thing around. I said the man, I was looking at that little bite before he walks in. So again, you're being calm. Say to yourself, calm. Numb. No, I'm not going to feel. Third, a plan on what to do. And sometimes it's an unexpected thing. The first commandment of marriage is expect the unexpected. So a alternative plan. But again, if you're numb and you're calm and you're already trying to create a positive, happy situation, you're really ahead of the game. When things come up, your idea is, what do I do to help? How can I help? You a little yell, you were late, you were this, you were that, you forgot that. How can I help? The woman too. Husband's a little grumpy. What do you need? Okay, let's, uh, whatever it is, the person can help create automatically. You know your wife's going to be a little grumpy. She's going to yell. So instead, you come in. You might see a mess in the house. You think a business is booming. You know, oh, hi, honey. Wonderful to see you. And you might get a comment. You come in, ready to listen. Whole day. No one listens to her the whole day. She might just need you to listen. To listen, listen, listen. Children to listen, listen, listen. A lot of people have no one to listen to today. Most boys and girls at school have no one to listen to. The social work in school, that's listening. The truth of the matter is people, people need people to listen to them. In the old days, you had friends and everyone talked, schmoozed, who had a friend to talk to. But the listening aspect, I told you a famous story with Rabbi Brock, who someone came over, a bucker, and said, I have a new roommate that came in and he keeps me up all night, I can't sleep. When I tell him to keep quiet, he throws something at me. Rabbi Brock said, next time he throws something, pick it up, put it in his place and give him a hug. Rabbi, I can't sleep, I'm not learning. Pick it up, put it in his place, give him a hug. Rabbi, I'm a shma, I'll be a shma to pick it up, put it in his place, give him a hug. And he did it. And it worked. They made good game, good friends. What happened? So he only recognized this guy told me the story when he, was, he had a boy five years old. He, a boy came home running with crayons all over the world, angry, and he tried to give a potch, he tried to give a hug. I mean, not, not even, I don't think he tried to hug. But anyway, he tried everything possible. It didn't work. And at the end of the day, his son said, Abba, Abba. Rabbi yelled at me. So when his son came over, if he would have listened to his son, Chaimos is not you, what's the matter? And again, the hug and kiss. He would have found out. So when you come in the house and everything is going haywire, or you're in the house and your husband comes in and makes it more haywire, so 
we have to try to be able to listen to see what everyone needs <clears throat> so right away you're ready to do you're ready to help ready to create especially the husband when he comes home the wife gives him that 10 15 minutes or 20 of calmness he has to come in and really be superman he really has to go right out of his way to help the lady Especially the household, household of children and running here and working too. And the emotion is going up and down. <clears throat> he has to be the one. No matter what she says. You never take it personally. And maybe she's saying correct, so grow from it. <clears throat> and then you'll see if she comes him down a little something and he comes in a little calm to calm her down. That crucial moment, that crucial meeting when a man comes home, most marriages can't be saved. Those are the big moments. So when the couple need after the kids go to sleep, a little game together. He goes out to learn, he comes back, they sit a little together, play, play something, enjoy each other, rekindle. So the unexpected is constantly happening. Something against our road zone is constantly happening. Now unexpected things at the moment. Unexpected when you get married. You thought he was going to be major takeover man and he was going to take care of all the bills. He All of a sudden he can't, he can't count so well and <clears throat> he sees in her the nicest, neatest person. He finds out the house is all a mess. Or she finds out he's a mess when he comes in and he leads everything all over the place. A lot of things we find out. The unexpected becomes the expected. But that's where you have to go back to step one. The goof has to be calm. Physically, emotionally, mentally, and the Torah attitude of control, of living from a person, of how it's chosen, special. A lot goes on when you walk in. And there's going to be pricks, like porcupine pricks, but still, there's a lot of warmth too. People are together, have goals together. The unexpected is something today more than ever because if, even if it's expected, it's still unexpected to our emotions. We can't take anything against our sons. Low tolerance, no tolerance today. The catch that in you, it's the person, it's me and you, we have to work on ourselves in this area. At least have a foundation of calmness, a foundation of emotional calmness, a foundation of mental, the right mental thoughts. At least we have a chance. <clears throat> and the same goes with routines. Many times, why doesn't a person keep his routines? Like she keeps her routine. She's upset at him. Either, could be a number of things, but one, it could be she don't feel so good today. She's not in the mood today. She's going up and down today. He's going up and down today. Emotionally, he doesn't feel so good. He's burnt. He comes in, he won't do the regular routine of the big hello. Maybe he's the one who sets the table. He didn't want to put the children in the bed. Who knows? Or she, the regular routine, to give him that little smile and get some stuff on the table, something to eat before we start. And certain activities we have with each other. All of a sudden, the routines are thrown away because we don't feel like that's one problem. Another is the other person. He said mean words. That's it. I'll talk to him for the next two days. Or I'd sit, stay away from me. And some of the routines of husband and wife are thrown away.
because we can't tolerate. Oh, he does it again and again and again. Okay, but routines have to be kept, and only if you have a, a goof that's calm, a calmness of nine, and a nefesh, you just keep the routines, keep the routine. And what happens is the storm flies right over, and you get right back into everyday life, and the children see the normal routines of marriage, and more normal routines of a house that's working. They see it. But you have to be together. Don't call have your act together. Keep routines. Again, a little morning note. We say a little phone call at night. Husband and wife, they can get five, ten minutes together. A little more. One night a week, at least maybe take a walk. Or when they sit together at night, you talk about the children. Even just a little relax. So go shoot the breeze a little bit. A little sit down a little bit. She has to let up certain things off her chest and a little bit how they can rekindle, relax, and be there for each other. Be there to to put the balm on their wounds of each other. Takes control. Takes love. Takes realizing everything's from my Shem and I have to do my part. <clears throat> and we know the other commandment making peace as soon as possible <clears throat> the only way to make peace as soon as possible you have to have everything we spoke about today <laughs> everything we spoke about the goof has to be the body has to be calm physically mentally and emotionally and we have to have the right total thoughts control loving a fellow Jew and knowing Hashem is there for us all the time these all these constantly go over, over, over. Learn, learn, learn. You know, create a person yourself. You'll be making progress because every day you'll be working on these things. And then you'll see making peace as soon as possible is so crucial. It's so mandatory. You have to always make peace as soon as possible, no matter what, no matter what, no matter what. You have to say sorry 15 times. You have to buy a little something for her, for him. You have to give in on a certain thing. You have to be a little more affectionate, show more attention, more appreciation. Mention an attention zone, give the other party encouraging words. You ready to say yes, sure. Even when you disagree, you hear the point of the other person. It's crucial to make peace as soon as possible. It's so necessary. Make peace as soon as possible. But it only can be done if you got your act together. If you, it's the fake. Okay, but it'll happen next time again. And the other party see when something's fake and something's real. If you really want to do the right thing, so you'll see, she'll see you're sorry. And some things you can't change in yourself. There's something she can't change in herself. That's part of the building, what the building said. To change one's mitos is almost it's a lifetime. But together we can direct the best. You can see the best in each other. You can use the best in yourself to make progress. Some people are more hesitant of people. They can use that. Some people are more, they are very good with the mind. They figure out things. They're good at that. So much. Each one of us has something very special to do. And we can use this. That's Ways to make progress. Imagine loyalty. It's another commandment. Leap to the defense of your wife or husband. 
always encourage Debrei Chizik Be'emes. You can find five, ten things in good in your husband every day, five, ten things in good in your wife every day. And thank. He gets, he takes up the laundry, thank him. She goes along, we thank her. Any little bit, any little thing, start practicing every little thing with your children. Every little thing. And the children can practice with the parents, every little thing. Just loyalty creates tremendous, tremendous togetherness. So we see a little bit by using the teachings of the Torah, we can make tremendous progress on a daily basis. In the house that has Seder, house that has the Rebbe, house that has motivation. All of a sudden, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot. As I think, I see many parents and like very simple, nice people, and the children are coming out unbelievable. They're sincere. They're sincere. They're trying to work on themselves, and they're trying to work with getting along with their husbands and wives, and they're trying with their children the best they can, and at the level they can. And what they come, what comes out is just amazing. Sincere, trying. We're all humans. Sometimes we get upset at the mate and we think that's gonna ah it's gonna turn the whole child around. If there's good in the mate, the kids will get the good in the mate too. Many times they'll get the good in the mate for a long time. So it's important now again to review a little bit. Now we again we learned from the Pasha we saw that Yaakov gave brachas after he hugged and kissed his children. Yisrovina, when he gave the bracha to Yaakov, he had to eat something. Why? There's always a fight in the person. The goof, the body, I want to eat, I want to say, and thing against my rutzon, I can't take, I say what I speak, say what I want. So the body is fighting against the neshama, which thinks about control, and loving fellow yid, and talking to Hashem, it's a whole fight here. So eating to Yaakov, eating to Yisrov meant calm, to calm down the goof. And eating and, the, and kissing the children was a calm down for Yaakov to give the brothers. We need the goof. We mentioned just now, physically exercise, eating and sleep as much as you can. Emotionally, making sure you have that little music, a little food, a little something that calms you down in serious, serious situations. Calm down before you walk in. And then we have the mental health. Torah, Torah, Torah. Clearness of mind of Torah, of how to deal with life and all different aspects of life. To come in the house a little numb, a little create your world. Positive, constructive, ready to listen and help. And we'll all see progress. All see progress. This has been Sion Gripe, the 718 The text is 347-927-8398. Donations and comments live from the phone, 712-432-4217 and www.jrootradio.com. Again, donations. We have a book called Diamond Polishing, some CDs and discs. She bless all of us with our Everything real things, gosh, we have been seeing great for 718-339-6020. Call to us.